Um, what did I say? You said that we have chemistry off the charts, man. No. Wow, that makes me sound. <laughs> that's not what you said at all. That's not what no, you said. No, it was just like I just uh, like you let me talk, and you just listen really well. And I know that you're listening really well because the response that happens right afterwards is not just like an like an invalue like a a worthless echo like repeating the same exact words, but you add on to something that is so pertinent and 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 so true that it makes me rethink what I just said in a different light, even though you were saying the exact same thing, just in a different way, it, it made me go, oh my gosh, like, one, I'm not alone in how I think, but two, it feels really good to be listened to and affirmed. Um, and three, so many ways to say the same thing. And that's a really cool thing. So anyways. That is a cool thing about language. So many different ways to say the same thing. And so many different ways to say something that make the thing different. I mean, when you say the same thing in a different way, sometimes it does become a different thing. And that's an, that's an important, that's an important piece to recognize when you're in conversation or in relationship with someone that sometimes it takes more than one, one statement. Sometimes you need to follow up with a question or say, could you explain that in a little more detail? Because you might both hear one thing and it might mean something completely different to one of you based on your own lived experience. Yeah. And people always wonder, why can't you say I love you once and then just know that to be true forever? Um, because we need reminders all the time. All the time. Or else I could just say, or else we're done with life because the truth is already there. Love everyone. Be loved and love others. Behold and be held. We should already, we know that. And yet we forget. And so it's always good to have those reminders and to do the reminders in different ways. Don't just say, I love you, and then do nothing else. Say, I love you. Maybe like clean their shoes, <laughs> take them out on a date. I don't, know why that, I don't know why that was the first. I don't know why that was the first. Clean their shoes. <laughs> the fact that that was. Buy them new aglets. <laughs> the fact that that was the first thing I thought of. I was not expecting as, that. As a. As a, as a, what's it called? As a service of love. <laughs> Clean their shoes. Shows Make that, sure those cakes stay fresh. Shows that I really prioritize healthy feet, like, I guess. No, but you were saying something about just being a natural listener. Yeah, I was saying partially natural listening, but also partially at times I think I maneuver away from having to form a definitive stance on anything. Mm. And on the one hand, I think it could be because in a conversation, I may be subconsciously forming a propensity to let others express and listen because of my hopes to be a psychiatrist. But I also think it's partially formed from my desire for people to like me mm. that, I've, that I formed when I was younger and I had more self-image issues. Because if you never say anything controversial or you never take a stance on anything, you're a really agreeable person. Yeah. Except for some people who think you don't have any beliefs or any opinions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I, I don't generally feel like I... I feel like I do have stances and I do have opinions and I do have philosophies, I guess, if you could call it that. Sure. But it's just a matter of 
putting them down, putting them in writing or in recording. Uh, I think it's the same thing with music. I've still never written a full song for as much as I'm around music and as much as I do music, which may, or maybe I, no, I, I mean, the fact that I can't think of a full song that I've written, I think shows that I probably haven't written one. Cause I would probably know the one that I had written if I'd written one, which is just, I, it's, I don't know if it's because of distractions or because I don't really feel called to it or it's activation energy. And I need to take that leap and take that first step. I don't know. Hey, a true scientist will try all of them out and then figure out which one that actually is. So if you write it, if you, I mean, what is it? You think it's, it could be activation energy. It could be, you're not called to it. It could be distractions. So one, remove distractions Two, then do it. Just do it. Like generate the necessary activation energy. And if you do both of those and it still doesn't fuel you, then it's probably not something that you feel called to, but you kind of mm-hmm. have to kind of have to run through all the tests. Yeah. It's not always easy, I guess, but this was so easy. You know what I mean? Well, it's cause I had, it's, it's that when you have another person, I don't know. I think there's something to be said about not having to do things completely by yourself. Yeah. For me personally, maybe that's different for no, everyone for me as well. For me as well. But having the accountability of another person helps immensely. It makes me way more excited. And I don't know. It's energizing. I feel like I love to be a believer in the ability to do all things. Anything is possible. You can achieve or you can accomplish, or you can work towards any goal, no matter no matter no matter how unfathomable, <laughs> how unfathomable it is in the moment. Um, yeah, you have to take the first step, and then the second one, and the third one. Uh, you were you said something, uh, oh, about the accountability, having another person. Oh my gosh, it. I mean, there's a reason why. like in the catholic faith matrimony is so important uh just to have like that accountability partner that person pushing you but also creation is vulnerable um when you create something and you put it out there and you don't have a support system it's scary it's it, it, you could be just completely rejected by everybody else um but when you create it with somebody else something with somebody else and then you get rejected still well, now you have that shared experience of being rejected together. And it's and it's not like, you know, if your self-worth degrades because of the rejection and people are like, oh, like, this is not good material, this is not a good song, then the person who did it with you is like, but I loved it and it was still great. And it, it makes it like puts up a shield pretty much. It, it can make you invincible because if you have just one person, not just like supporting you, but actively doing it with you, then it doesn't matter what anybody else says because you have that one person doing it. Like, even if nobody ever really listens to the podcast and nothing ever comes of this, I am very, very, very happy. Me too. 100%. And no one can reject that happiness. They can reject the work, but I'm very happy. And so it's like, yeah, if I did this alone and I talked to a microphone for 30 minutes, and I could do that. You could. Yeah, you could. Because I can talk, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> um, and I send that out. It's it's up for a pure criticism from everybody, and that's a really scary thing. Same with music, right? If you're making... I never music. viewed it that way. Mm. That's interesting, though. 
Community, I, true community is really everything. It makes us believe in things that we normally would not believe in. And we accomplish things we normally would not accomplish. I think that um, when you allow people to radically change your life so vulnerably, that's when life becomes so beautiful. Um, because now all these projects that we have planned for the future that we literally have not discussed still and the people have no idea what we're going to... Yeah, you have no idea about, what we're up to. Um would have never been possible. We wouldn't even have conceived of those ideas had we not even started on the first one. And because we took the first step, we are now able to see what the second and the third step could be. And who knows, when we get to that third step, the doors continue to open wider and wider and wider. And the the spectrum, the scope is the better word. The scope of what can be accomplished expands. But you have to start somewhere um, or you'll never see it. Yeah. No yeah, like one a funnel. See, no one like, can no, see like a, us. Like a, yeah, we're motioning with our arms. Like a, like a, like a V kind of opening up. Yeah. Um, it starts at one point, but if you don't start. Right. Exactly. Um, it can never open up to all the possibilities. So Jethro is currently talking to one of his housemates. And he's back. And he's muted. No, now I'm not. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear myself in my ears. This and I went, is this real is... life. <laughs> this is so weird. Um, but it wasn't I th- one of your housemates. Okay, sorry. It was one of my house. It was. It, it couldn't have been anybody other than my housemates, I guess. Um, <laughs> Mom? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you. You talk about music. Um, oh, I. I just think that. Some people are really self-driven and some people can do things on their own. And there are things in my life that I can't do on my own. I don't need somebody else to help me work out. Like I can work out on my own. That's me too. Interesting. I don't need someone to help me read. Like I can read and do like busy work on my own. I don't need to Mm -hmm. be in the presence of somebody else. Um, But I always find um, like, especially when I'm writing something, oh, it helps to have somebody else there. Even if they're not doing anything, not doing the same thing but that accountability like i can't just slack off and watch a youtube video i should probably write because this dude is sitting right next to me and can see what's on my screen you know that's one thing this is making me sorry this is making me think about what's to come more (laughs) because i think it's it's reinforcing that i think it's a good idea (laughs) but anyway oh I, I, I 100% agree with that and I love how vague we're being about it I'm sorry yeah I'm sorry to everyone listening to this like because stop wasting our time (laughs) Because I want to help other people achieve their dreams by not just saying, you can do it, by saying, I believe in it so much that I'm going to help you alongside you. And then in the hopes that they will help me alongside what I want to do. And really, then we just build all uh, upward together. Upward together. To use the phrase, um, we just all rise up together and not separately. Um, And it's not like we're pushing one person up to elevate. It's we're all giving each other a helping hand. It's not me getting up to the top and then pulling people up. It's not 25 people pushing one person up. It's all of us kind of just like going up together at the same time. And that's where it defies gravity. It doesn't make sense. It's not really that possible, but that's why it's a miracle. Um, And I think that's why even just the concept of the podcast is so cool. 
and the concept of everything else that is to come is Yikes. also equally as cool. Yikes. <laughs> no, but you, it's, look, I'm still going, but you said something about, not something about, but you said part of your being good at listening is your natural inclination to practicing to being a psychiatrist, but it could also be because you want to be well liked and non-controversial and the less that you say, the less that people can like have ammunition against you kind of thing. Um, and your self-worth is, was derived from being well-liked in that regard. Um, it, it, it's so funny that you say that because I also had low self-worth, but that didn't shut me up. It was that I didn't care what anyone thought of me because I was useless anyways, that I was willing to say whatever was on my mind whenever, because no matter what, I was already at rock bottom with my self-worth. So it's so funny that the same sort of feeling can go into different directions and i'm sure there are many other ways that i mean we all respond to it so differently um but i think one thing with you is one i don't feel ashamed to be talking as much as i am but two you inspire me to be a better listener um and slow down and go oh my gosh like i do not have to be the person talking all the time in fact neither person has to be talking we can just be and i've never been really good at that um because I think I'm, I've always been a go, go, go person and I don't want to waste time. And I think as we've kind of grown in our friendship, I've started to realize more and more the importance of silence, the importance of slowing down, the importance of taking a step back and realizing that it's not, that it's equally as valuable as the progress of going and moving and creating Um because I think they kind of inform each other. Um, and so you make me want to be a better person. You make me want to be a better listener. And, and that's a really cool thing. And I'm finding myself in real life sitting there and just uh, taking, taking it all in and offering very little of myself because I know I will have the time to offer myself. So <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> no, I'm not. But Oh, no, <laughs> I thought of another, another early learned listening lesson Yeah, in my life. When I was in ninth grade in my world history class, there were too many people and they moved nine of us into our own class and most of the kids who were in a lot of honors classes or people who were taking APs or going to take APs were on pretty similar schedules. And some people who were in standard classes had different schedules. Um, I had joined an honors chorus class that I auditioned to that freshmen usually didn't audition to because I had older siblings and I had been in plays at the high school. So I also had kind of a weird schedule freshman year. And I just remember being in that class and I, when I started, I was answering a lot of the questions and sort of that, like, I'm not a, afraid to like raise my hand and answer a question if I think I know the answer kind of way. But over time, it kind of became apparent that other people were just deferring to me whenever a question was asked because they knew I would answer it. And that was a moment where I kind of realized 
at a, at a younger age. And, and I had kind of understanding with, with that teacher. Like he knew that I would probably try to answer questions and it was okay if I would not raise my hand sometimes to give other people a chance to answer, which I, I think a lot of times in our, in our American society, people get rewarded for being the always hand raiser, always answer giver yeah. person who's always being trying the, to being the extrovert. Right. Too, yeah. Right. And whether it's because there, there could be any number of reasons, either people don't feel comfortable and we use language like taking up space and, you know, maybe I was taking up more space, but we've already talked about privilege and given who I am with some of my external characteristics and my life circumstances, I'm someone who societally is in a position that is often more, more comfortable, less judged, or there's less kind of baggage put on, put on opinions that I share or, or answers that I give um, because of who I am. And I think that was a great experience for me early on to realize so many people think, you know, that was world history class. So it was kind of answers, but I'll never forget the one time when um, the teacher called my friend Denelson and he just didn't know the answer to the question. And so instead of saying, I don't know, he said, take it away, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it was really cool because I got to be in class with and work with people that I may have not been in class with. And it just was another reminder that, you know, everyone, everyone has a unique opinion to share and a unique perspective to share. And if you are always talking, then other people aren't getting to share. Right. And they might not even think that what they have to share is valuable because you're always right. So then it's like, well, that doesn't matter what I think because that person is right. Um, it reminds me of when I was in, I'm going to kind of toot my own horn a little bit. Um, horn tutor. Yeah. Um, I just to, <laughs> just to tell the story, I guess, but I was always kind of one of the smarter people in all of my classes. I just was, I just liked learning and I was just good at it. So in, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, like whenever I was in a class, I would quickly establish myself as the person that people can go to, to like ask for help or things like that. Or the teachers would know that I would know the answer. And if no one raised their hand, they could just cold call on me. And I would somehow always be, it stressed me out, honestly. Like I was like, I have to know everything because, or else I'm going to be cold called. But I think one of the other things that I realized is that um, the classroom is a very scary place to offer up your thoughts and judgment. Um, and I'm actually more introverted than people realize. I, I think a lot of people think that I'm a really outgoing, outspoken, loud person, but I use charm as like a defense mechanism of my own anxiety. Um, and, and that's just an honest thing there. But so in, a, in every sort of community dynamic, I'm very aware of what's going on. And obviously you have the class clown or the extroverts who are so funny and like don't really care what other people think. Then you have the introverts who are equally, or not equally, wow, they're uncomfortable and they're like, I'm just gonna sit in the back and not like do it, uh, not um, engage. And something that I've always strived or tried to do, and it's definitely easier in smaller group situations than larger group situations is try to, 
have a real genuine relationship, especially with the introverted people or the quieter people, so that they have somebody who is perceived as extroverted as a friend, um, so that they become more comfortable in that setting. And that way it kind of bridges the gap between the extroverts and the introverts or the loud and the quiet or the outspoken and the not outspoken um, as they realize, oh, I can be comfortable in this space. And so, um, and I, I, it takes a great deal of vulnerability and I think that's why vulnerability is so important. But I, I, I always think of the moments in class or in community settings where I'll be like hanging out with the extroverted people or really generating a sort of energy in the room. And then I can like easily just like reach out to one of the quieter people because they know me and they're close to me and be like, Hey, like, what do you think about this? Or, or something like that. And then they get to share and they get to input. Um, I had always wished whenever I'm in entered into a new community, I always wish that there's that person there constantly. Um, the person that is not afraid to like get outside of their comfort group and like invite people in um, because I, I think I just would be naive to say, I want to build a community of inclusivity and and not kind of explain where that comes from. I, I, I just think being alone and being unwanted is just so scary uh, and, and not feeling comfortable in a space that you frequent Um that's stressful. Um, and so to have at least one person, but it doesn't stop there. It's not just having that one person, but that one person also makes the effort to make you comfortable with the other people there. Um, I, I, I always think like introductions are important, but not just introductions and then going on your own thing, but like really like kind of the person who is probably more of an outcast, like involving them more, not in a very high pressure situation where it's like, now you have to share your soul and stuff like that, but really like maybe like share an inside joke that you share out loud that they'll laugh at. And then people are like, Oh, why are you laughing? And then you, that you both get to explain and then really integrate them slowly and surely. Um, it takes, it takes a lot of effort, but it's so much worth it in the long run as you have people being friends with other people that you never would have, would have been friends otherwise. Ooh. And I, uh, I take great pride in that. Um, what's up, Josh's mom? <laughs> Mrs. Morgan Lando. That's Dr. Morgan Lander, MPH to you. Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what time are we at? for this one yeah 24 minutes goodness gracious yeah we have two full episodes right now <laughs> dinner time nearly yeah nearly yo this is real life podcast edition. yeah that this i'm not even taking any of this out no I way. the episode before I'm not going to say anything but I actually did have to cut out the beginning because of the 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 thing that happened. <laughs> Please get this so I don't have to say it like Oh. <laughs> and I was like I was like tempted to <laughs> Yeah, right. I was tempted to keep it in but I was like that's way too vulnerable. Like that is I don't even want to talk about. Josh, you have no idea. 
Oh, you're going to cut that out? I did cut it out already. That was the last... I I didn't keep that in. <laughs> oh. Now you got it. Now nah, I can't tell. Like, <laughs> like literally, I'm going no, to have to... I have no... <laughs> No singular idea okay, what well, this man Jethro is talking about, but I'm sure he'll let me know in a few minutes. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyways, um, just to close off that my long-winded thought, I really love community building. Um, and I think I'm good at it. <laughs> but more importantly, I... It's... Um, it is always it is more important to me that no one ever feels excluded um but to so to create a space where everyone's voice can be shared without fear like it, like imagine your friend group right like a friend group everyone is kind of just spitting fire and then um <laughs> fire spitting out stuff and and no one's really sh- scared because everyone is like really 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 close um i just try to create a friend group in every single situation that I'm in. So that way everyone feels safe. And I try, I try. Any last thoughts, Josh? No, I I don't think so. I like the words open and bridge builder. Those are two of the words I described myself with in my college applications i think they apply to what we're what we're talking about today bridge builder um yeah bridge builder that's probably a word that i made up i tried to hyphenate and be slick <laughs> uh they probably didn't like that but <laughs> it's a dope I, it's a it's a dope phrase word phrase bridge builder yeah between communities yeah between <clears throat> you just can you not wink what did you just wink or attempt to wink. It's a podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. It's just an it's just an auditory space. That not <laughs> um, it's not going to be auditory forever. That's all I'm going to say. What? <laughs> uh, love everyone. Have love good, everyone. Good evening, day, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Yeah! Oh yeah!